This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Hello and welcome to Blueprint uh, Review Podcast in Cannes 5. Um, we're probably going to have six altogether, so we're nearly there now. Um, so obviously today we're joined by Laura. Hello, Laura. Hello. Um, and yeah, let's just get straight into it. The first film you saw, because yes. obviously you only came for the second week, the first film you saw was a film called These Final Hours, which is part of Director's Fortnite. Yep. Um, so do you just want to <clears throat> give us an overview of what the film is about? Yeah, it follows the journey of a young man who, um, during a, a apocalyptic um, time... The apocalypse. <laughs> the apocalypse, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's, he goes on a journey to um, go and party on this last night on Earth, but on his way he finds a young girl um, looking for her father and he ends up his journey ends up then changing slightly to help her... Um, and, uh, yeah, and then basically it's, it's just a collection of scenes that kind of explore, I guess, what people would do in their final hours, um, when they know the apocalypse is coming, when they know everybody's going to die. Um, so that's, that's the premise. Um, do you want to give your opinion first, Aaron? Yeah, um, yeah, it's a, it's an, it's an odd one, really. It's a, it's an Australian film, um, and I quite liked it. I mean, obviously Chris isn't here, he's been with us. Um, for the whole festival, but he's not here for this podcast, and he really hated it, but he hated it because he, he kind of doesn't like this kind of theme, I suppose. Um, but but that's what I did like about it. I mean, as, as a film, I thought, you know, I thought it looked nice, I thought it was reasonably well performed. Again, a, a kind of a common thing we've been saying here. I think tonally it's a bit weird. I think some things are really grounded and quite weighty and quite... Not heartbreaking. They never, never, never reached those sort of heights. But it was kind of touching in some ways. But then a lot of it was it, it, it resorted in the silly a lot. It was a bit silly. Some of the characters were two dimensional. So it's a bit totally. It's a bit off. But a few films have been. Um, but ultimately, it is a theme that I connect with. Um, they all know that you know the whole the, the world is being slowly wiped out. So we're hearing these reports of like. England's gone and China's gone and so you know that this you know the world is slowly ending and, and obviously they're in Australia and and it's their final few hours um for me that's an interesting concept you know it kind of makes me think you know you know what would I do in my final few hours so it resonates with me you know whatever the film was like it would have resonated with me but I thought it did an, a, a decent enough job um with sort of exploring kind of all the different kind of things people did do. Um, and I, so I liked that a lot. I mean, there's a video game called The Last of Us, which is in a sort of, an, it's an apocalypse, and it's about this guy, and he ends up sort of befriending this young girl, and then and it's about their relationship which formed. Which I think that's obviously a lot more successful than what this film was. I mean, that's the thing. It had a lot of some really interesting ideas. Um, I mean, ultimately it starts off where he's with this girl and she's pregnant, and but that's clearly his mistress, and he's gone to find his girlfriend who's at this big rave and this big party, and they just want to get sort of fucked in their final few hours so they don't feel anything. Um, it, but it never really delves into anything of any real meaning. The relationship isn't explored that much. The girl and her family is not explored that much. The relationships, everything's just sort of like quite surface level. Um, it doesn't really can, can have much weight to it. So, yeah, so it kind of, you know, for me, it, it was interesting. It was kind of fun. It was a good sort of, it was quite short, 90 minutes. 
Um, but it's just a, a, not qu- quite classy enough and just a bit too cheap in, in moments. Like the violence was like really over the top. There's not much of it, but what there was, it was quite cartoony violence. And, you know, the rave and the characters there. And, you know, I just felt as if it's... It, like I said, enjoyed it, but a bit classless at times. When you say surface level, do you also mean the relationship between the guy and the little girl who he meets? Do you think that that, wasn't, that relationship wasn't explored? Um, yeah, not enough. It, you didn't care quite enough about it, um, and you should have done. It's quite, a, you know, like I said, is that video game which is sort of won awards all over the shop, and there's actually a film being made of that. Um, obviously, they've got like forty hours to sort of build a relationship yeah. in the game, but but still, I still think it could have been done in the sense. Obviously, Road, which is a very similar film and on thematically, and it's about you know getting a guy and a kid, and you know so and that built the relationship brilliantly. So it could have could have easily been done. So yeah, I just didn't I just didn't care enough. It, it wasn't. You know, it should have been heartbreaking, and it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so what? You know, so what did you think of it? Did you have fun? Your first film in Cannes, yeah. or was it a bit of a? Do you know what? For, limp my, for my first film in Cannes, after my experience last time in Cannes, I just I felt actually, um, it was very, uh, it wasn't too bad, and it was very different. Well, where did you have a bad time last year? Last no, year? no, no. There were some great films, but in terms of like, usually they're quite slow. They're quite. Whether they're weighty or not, they try to be weighty. That makes sense. Mm. So they sort of have that kind of tone. And then, um, you know, the, the, I didn't really see any, maybe apart from one last time, that, that t- tried to be humorous or was a bit more light-hearted. Whereas, and then this isn't necessarily humorous because it's obviously about the end of the world, but it, it, it was, there was, I suppose, it had a mixture of action as well as a little bit more of... of of the kind of weighty depth or at least it tried to because of obviously it was trying to explore the themes of what people would do if they were in that position but I agree with you what you said is that I don't think it it explored anything in enough depth to be able to to give you any any real kind of weighty emotion or anything like that I think as you say it was it was good for making you think about what you might do or you know but in terms of actually being connected to the characters and really feeling part of their journey I didn't I didn't get that which was a shame because I think there was potential especially with the relationship between the the guy and the little girl it could have been you know beautiful and as you say it wasn't yeah but it was better than the other director's fortnight when we saw that two-door Nicole Um, Uh, yeah yeah, two-door Laura (laughs) Um, yeah so I'm I went to watch see a film on my own, a film called Run, which was part of Uncertain Regard, which is by Philip Lacote, I think it's pronounced, um, who's a documentary filmmaker who deals is from um, the Ivory Coast and he deals with the issues sort of surrounding the Ivory Coast and, and Africa. Um, and this is his first fiction feature film, and yeah, it's called Run, and it is about this. It starts off and this boy, boy, young man, assassinates the president. Prime Minister or whatever they call him. And that's straight away. He said, I've just... You know, when he's on the run, and he said, I've just killed the Prime Minister, everyone's looking for me. Which is kind of an interesting sort of yeah. set up. He's like, okay. And then he sort of tells you that he's always been on the run, and that's his nickname. Mm-hmm. Everyone calls him Run, because he's always on the run. Mm-hmm. And then it just sort of tells the life of how he gets to the point of killing the Prime Minister. So he, he had this sort of like sort of gangster type life at some point. He was, as a kid and going into adulthood weird this is a weird section of the story was where um he was the sort of assistant to this woman called gladys who ate so she was massive she was really fat and massive and she was a stage show going around sort of the ivory coast just 
eating insane amounts of food and people paid money to see her eat ridiculous. <laughs> it's bizarre. Um, and he was their assistant and he sort of, I don't, you know, it was sort of a weird sort of sexual thing with her as well. And it's like, he's sort of like kind of maturation into adulthood. Um, and then, you know, when we just sort of see him and his life and kind of, like I said, what led him to this and the friends he meets on the way. Um, but what did I think of it? Again, it was short, so it's kind of okay. But to be honest, I thought it was really amateur. Really. It's straight away. It, it did this thing where it did scenes of violence off camera and then pan to them. And then you saw the sort of aftermath of the violence. But oh, it didn't but it didn't feel like a stylistic choice. It felt because they couldn't afford to shoot someone. So they did the shooting and then they panned to him and then they were on the floor with a bullet in them and Okay. And and, and yeah. it did this a few times and I just thought it didn't feel it wasn't if it was stylistic reason then it's just poorly done. It didn't look good, it didn't feel good, it felt cheap. It felt really cheap. And in some of the performances it felt quite really studenty in a way um but then weirdly there was one scene where he was this rainmaker he wanted to be a rainmaker and to be the rainmaker he gets trained by the current rainmaker and then he has to behead the rainmaker and swaps them swaps over so you see this beheading and actually that was all on screen so, it was, so i was thinking oh you know he had some budget to do it so this was sort of violence so it, was a bit, it wasn't a violent film but it had these sort of Maybe moments kept all the all the money was for that for one shot and it wasn't that good <laughs> um yeah and i mean so, so for me it had sort of Two two problems. The main one, ultimately, I didn't really care um, about the character. He was just a dick, you know. When he was just in in this sort of gangster bit, where he was like on the streets and he was like, you know, part of this gang, and it was just painful. It's like, no, I don't like you. I don't care about you. I have, I have no interest in you. It didn't really engage with the politics that much. I thought it was gonna because the gang he joins was sort of like this sort of anti foreigner, sort of pro Ivory. Ivory Coast and I thought oh, okay but it didn't really do anything it was just so it's just it felt really studenty it was like the, mm. it felt like people wanted to do this sort of gangster film they wanted it to be cool they were wearing cool clothes and, but in the, there was no political way which is surprising because it comes from a documentary standpoint so that was really surprising so it's just this sort of superficial but you didn't like him it looked a bit cheap the acting wasn't great um, so it just didn't quite work I mean another thing it did was really play with sort of the spirituality and not religious it's definitely spiritual side maybe if you're from there or if you you know if you it, it may have made sense but because it, was, it wasn't philosophical or intelligent in any way the spirituality it came across as really childish and this is quite a big strand in it where there's playing with like the rainmakers and part of the stars and the future and it just came across like like a cheap Disney film I mean, I love Disney films, but when Aladdin's talking about the stars and all whatever, you kind of go with it. But when it's this film and it was just really bizarre and it just felt like a really immature look at spirituality and philosophy because it was just so, it wasn't, there's no intelligence behind it all. So it's just, yeah, I mean, obviously I sound really negative about it. Um, but, you know, it was kind of, it was all right. It had decent moments, some shots were nice, but like I say, on the whole, bit bit studenty, bit cheap. Mm, it's a shame I read about that and I thought it sounded quite good. But yeah. the, the only reason I didn't want to see it was because of how violent it sounded, and I struggled uh, with that. But yeah, it wasn't that violent. I mean, it has a, it does have an interesting premise, but it doesn't build to it in a, that an interesting way. It's reasonably interesting how it turns out on who the prime minister ends up being in the story. Okay. Um, but no, it didn't. It, no, it didn't work for me. It didn't work for me at all. Um, oh well. Um, but you went to see Student films. Um, no, I mean, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> but it, it just felt a bit, you know, a bit. Cheap and a bit amateur. Um, so you watched a couple of films on your own. You went to some gala premieres on your own. You sat down on the red yeah, carpet. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the first one you saw was Mommy, 
which was Xavier yes. Dolan, who's obviously is about twenty five years old. This is his fourth feature film. Yeah. Um, mm. is you know so you know what is it about and what did you think? Right. Um, this one's a difficult one. It's taken me. I've thought about it quite a lot, and it has taken me a while to kind of form an opinion of it. And, and there's a reason for that, which I'll get to later. But um, the premise is um, it's sort of based on a, a near future world in in Canada where um, there's there's a law surrounding um, young people with ADHD, and their parents are able to put them into care facilities if they want to. Um, to be honest, all that was flashed through quite quick, so I didn't fully understand what actually the law was, but that was kind of the premise. And then basically what happens is um, there's there's this young mother, Diane, who who's in a care facility and she's basically taking her young son back because he's um, caused some trouble. I think he set fire to a cafeteria or something and she basically has to take, take him home and, and look after him. Um, and, uh, and, and right from the outset you kind of get the sense that she's actually quite, she doesn't really seem that grown up and she's, she's kind of quite cheeky to the people in the care centre and she seems a little like, you know, throw away about the fact that her son's done this. So straight away you see that there's this sort of interesting character and then uh, the son is obviously really um, socially, uh, what's the word? Inept. Soci- socially inept because he's got ADHD. So the cat- so between them, with her being kind of a, a bit immature and always trying to crack a joke, and him not understanding social boundaries, there's this the 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 humour arrives from that. Um, yeah, and then she, then they they basically they go home and start trying to have this life, and uh, you obviously see what the problems are. You know. The one minute they're perfectly fine, they're having a laugh with each other. The next minute, there's a bit, you know, there's violence between them, and then, and then they uh, they meet um, they meet the next door neighbour. She's also had a breakdown that she's recovering from. So you've got these crazy three characters, and then it becomes about their relationship and the development of of him in the real world, and also, I guess, her return, the neighbour's return to um to to a normality after a breakdown, I guess. Um, so that's that. That's the premise. Um, but uh, what did I think of it? This is what's difficult, and I think the reason I found it really difficult is because it was a mess. Actually, I thought it was a mess. The story seemed to jump all over the place. Um, the humour quite often didn't really fit to the kind of underlying themes and the kind of the the really kind of. Um, sad moments and the depth that it was it was trying you know what it was trying to say about mothers and sons and that kind of thing then the humor just seemed to kind of grate on that for me and then um and then also he did this thing the direct this thing where he had um the ratio of the screen was smaller and the idea i read about this afterwards apparently he was supposed to make it look like a selfie which I don't really know why, but um, it's obviously well, it's one to one aspect ratio, yeah. which is the Instagram. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, and I think it was it's sort of trying to I think it's sort of trying to portray like the limited horizons or whatever of the uh, the um, people in the film, and then there's moments where it isn't smaller, it's bigger, and those are the moments where they're obviously more free or they feel freer. And it just seems feels, sounds, sounds a bit simple, like a really exactly basic that's film. what. And when and I when when I was watching, I was like, is it really in this ratio? Have I really got to sit here and watch this tiny screen? And you think about the um, Lumiere and how big that cinema screen is, and it's, it looks. I think it looked even worse. And yeah, and then when it when it moved 
the moment that it moved out and I was like, oh my God, really? Because you, it's, it's so obvious what... Clunk. You know, yeah, clunk, absolutely. Yeah. And then it flits in bet- after the first moment that it moves out, it flits in between the two. And, and, and then you don't really always notice when it's moving about, but it's just, it was a bit, I thought a bit basic and a bit immature. Mm. And that, I think, for me, was the problem in that, you know, he's a young filmmaker, he's 25, and, f- and you know, and it's, is for that, when you think about that without being patronising, actually, it's pretty well accomplished film. There's lots of good acting that he got out of the actors there, you know, the... Some big, even though the humour didn't quite work for me, those moments were quite good. There were some really touching moments, some really dark moments, but it wasn't. It didn't all fit together coherently as one kind of story that had sort of like a beautiful journey, that which is what it should have been to really, you know, get the tragedy of the situation. Um, and and so that's what it didn't quite work for me. So to me, it's like actually. It's great at 25 to be making films like that, fantastic, but it shouldn't have been in Cannes. To me, it wasn't good enough. But then other people have liked it, so... Well, that always happens. <laughs> people are like, yeah. But it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like there is still enough in there, you well, know, it may be a bit of a mess, but there's enough good stuff in there to, sh- to show that, you know, he is young, and you never know that eventually he'll find his sort of, not to sound like a wanker, but he'll sound, he'll find his voice and he'll find, you know, kind of hone mm. his craft and then... Kind of. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what I mean. I think you could see it had a huge amount of potential. There were a lot of good things about it, but ultimately it was just, just a bit messy. And, and sorry to say it shouldn't be in Cannes, that's probably a bit harsh. The, the main competition in Cannes is probably a mm. bit, for me, it's... Although the main competition is, is it really yeah, filled with great films? I get it. Well, it's not, but... <laughs> Everything's a political statement, isn't it? But, but anyway, yeah. let's not go into that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I never saw it. I wanted to, I tried to go see it, but just couldn't manage to. Um, but you thought I'd hate it, didn't you? Yeah, I don't think you'd like it. Okay, but it sounds interesting anyway, and sometimes, you know, it's fine to hate a film. Yeah. If this, it can still be interesting, though, you know, yeah. in a the lot of ways. The experience was really nice, because in terms of, like, going to those ones where the celebrities are there, at the gala screenings, mm. um, you know, it, it was nice, because obviously he's very young, he obviously really was emotional about the film, and so there was a huge kind of moment afterwards where people were clapping, and he was getting, you know, him and the actors were getting very emotional, and it was quite nice to see. Oh, but so. that, that was... That was nice in terms of the experience. Yeah, it's quite touching to see (laughs) them sort of be overwhelmed by it or whatever. Um, Right, so we'll chat about one more film. Um, And we'll it's a filming competition. It was a film which got a bit of buzz. It was called Foxcatcher. I'll describe it. Um, and then you tell us what you thought of it. Um, yeah, so Foxcatcher is a film by Bennett Miller, who directed Moneyball, which I fucking loved. Um, and it stars Channing Tatum, um... Fucking now my brain's gone. Um, Mark Ruffalo and Steve, <laughs> Steve Carell. Yeah, I'm, honestly, I'm tired. Um, yeah, and it tells it's, a, it's based on a true story about the Schultz brothers. Is it Schultz? I think Mark right, and David yeah. Schultz, <laughs> yeah. who were wrestlers, and they're both Olympic wrestlers. And the younger brother, um, Mark, he gets a call from this rich businessman who wants to pay for him, give him a salary and give him the best facilities to try and win the 88 Seoul Olympics and beat Russia in particular, particularly. Um, and to, so he invites him and he goes over and it's about this relationship between this young wrestler and this old businessman played by Steve Carell um, under serious makeup. Um, and <laughs> Did you recognise him? <laughs> um yeah, and it's supposed it just explores that relationship and them training to be the wrestler, and then because the, the brother is a great coach, 
he wants to bring him over, but he doesn't want to go over because you have to, like, you have to move areas in it. And it's sort of those relationships between those three characters, really. Um, what did I think of it? Um, this is... <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, I've, I mean, ultimately, the kind of, uh, afterwards, I just find it r- surprisingly dull. Very kind of boring, really, which is very surprising for the sub- subject matter. I mean, I, f- I think the, one of the big problems it has, there's a lot of stuff in it which I really liked. It kind of looked great. I think all three of them are fantastic performances. I think, the, you know, it's, it's an interesting setup. I think the, the biggest problem is that it almost doesn't know what story it is. So it pulls in these sort of three directions, mainly two directions, in all honesty. It's like, on one level, it's, it's Mark Schultz's story, and it's about him, and he's, you know, kind of overshadowed by his big brother, David Schultz. They're both Olympic medalists, but everyone sort of loves David. And so Mark, who's played by Channing Tatum, it seems to be his story at first. And him, he wants to be the best in the world, he wants to win another, another Olympics. And he then goes to this, you know, gets this sort of golden ticket to go to this, you know, go to this um, uh, amazing sort of wrestling sort of training camp and be the kind of guide for, for you know, kind of lead America into into Olympic gold. And it seems to be his, you know, kind of his journey. But then it also is pulled by what I think is the most interesting aspect of it by John Dupont, who's the kind of guy who is the kind of billionaire and he lives in his mansion. He's the one who pays for it all and he loves wrestling and. And his, and it's about him, and why is he doing this? What does he want out of it? He's got this bizarre relationship with his mother, and he's got, suffers from kind of severe psychological issues with, with his mother and with, socially, and with everybody, it seems. And then it pulls in that direction. And then obviously there's the third one, obviously Mark Ruffalo, David Schultz, and about how he, how he's, you know, overshadows kind of Mark, and he comes, he ends up coming and training him, and so he pulls it, and for me, it doesn't settle on which story it is, is it about this guy who want, who's going to get another gold, and it's about his training, and it's about him fulfilling his dreams, is it about this John DuPont, who's this old guy, who suffers from these issues, and he clearly wants to resolve some something, you know, he clearly wants to form some bond with his mother, or he wants to prove himself to America, or he wants some glory, because he sort of forces himself as the head coach of the American wrestling team and stuff, so, and in, in that, it doesn't delve into either of them enough, that mm-hmm. makes it interesting, the, it mainly concentrates on Mark Schultz, and sort of similar to running away, I didn't like, no, I didn't like him, um, I lost sympathy for him. I didn't care if he won gold or not. And in fact, I didn't even want him to. Because what happens is it starts off and it's like, he's really passionate. John DuPont's really passionate. You know, he's, he's invested millions of pounds into this sort of wrestling. You know, they, they want gold. And it's like, yes. And then it just, on the flip, no, no build-up. In an instant, it turns into this party, drug-filled. He's not training anymore. It's like, there's no build-up to that. It just happens. So it's like, hang on a minute. Are you this passionate person who wants to win gold again? Are you this billionaire who wants to win gold for America and prove Russia wrong? and to do all these things and to prove your mother wrong and be someone in America hang on a minute and overnight they ended up taking loads of drugs and loads of drinking stuff um, to, and, and, and kind of compromise it severely and I was like hang on a minute you've lost me here because I don't care about you anymore I don't want you to win it because you don't deserve it because you're not as passionate as you said you are you don't have the desire as much as you say you do because you're just you're fucking throwing it away for nothing so I lost interest at that point a lot on a character, you know, for that side. So, but what I did constantly find interesting was the sort of inputs of this John DuPont character. He was a fascinating character. His relationship with his mother was really interesting. His sort of this weird desire to be the coach and to be seen as the coach, and even though he's obviously got nothing to do with wrestling and how people respond to it, I found that interesting, but they just didn't do much of it. Um, I, I am going to talk about spoilers because, no, no, I won't. I won't talk about spoilers. But another problem I had with it is that. 
obviously there's a thing called plant and payoff in films. And this film does the most obvious planting mm. that leads to the end. Mm. And as soon as the first bit happened, I was like, okay, I know what's going to happen here. And I knew instantly what was going to happen at the end of the film. And I knew nothing about the story, but I knew because of the way the film was. Leading. And then it didn't, but it's that fact I know is it did five or six yeah, of the same plant. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know, I'm not. I won't ruin it, but it's like, okay, we get it. We know what's going to happen now, and and then it does happen, and then it's incredibly unfulfilling. And and I suppose that's another thing I felt about the ending is that it was incredibly unfulfilling. Um, so yeah, very disappointing in a way because there's so much, so much. To, you know, like I said, performances were great. It was classically made. It looked great. Some interesting themes, some great moments, but ultimately it's just very slow. Character action, just, it, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe that kind of when it turned into drugs and drinking, partying. I didn't believe it because it set these characters up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't believe it, uh, but I also I don't care anymore. And the bit that I do, I am interested in, which is John Dupont, Steve Carell's character. You're not, it's not, you're not exploring that quite enough for my liking. Um, yeah, what do you? So, so <laughs> I mean, it's hard for me now to give an opinion because I think you've said it all really about the film mm. but um what do, what what i've actually got is some, some questions <laughs> you know when you said about um steve carell's character the john dupont do you think it would have worked better if they'd have just showed the story from his side from like his story instead um i, I don't know i, I think for me i'd i'd like to see more of it mm. There was just these glimpses of this mm. very dark, disturbed man, and I found that interesting. Yeah. And because I, because for me, the way they handled Mark Schultz's kind of story, it was it was just it lost. Like I say, it lost me. Yeah. So either it, it could have just been a great subplot that was just bubbling underneath, which it does. It bubbles underneath, and you know, obviously, mm. it's going to explode at some point, but it bubbles. And that could have been interesting if the rest of it was interesting enough. The problem is, because it, it focused on this journey to win gold in Olympics, and I didn't care about that story because mm-hmm. I didn't care about these characters. Mm-hmm. So I didn't care that there was, you know, the kind of tension in them sort of compromising, you know, Olympic glory. Yeah. And then obviously how it ends, you know, it kind of limps. It really limps to the, it, yeah. in that story. You know, again, I, I won't ruin it, but it, that is a really limp ending. There's no drama to it. There's no tension to it. It just limps. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, well, I don't care. And it's unfulfilling. So, you know, so I, I, so I don't know if I would have preferred it was all his story and they in, came into his life or if they just should have handled that better and that would have been a great subplot. I don't know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But that was the only thing that I really found interesting about it, I would say. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, as I say, I'm, I, I, I don't think I've got anything more to add, to be honest. I, I, I had very similar feel, feelings. I, I didn't, you know, it got... Great reviews, didn't it? It can. People thought it was fantastic, and it was. It was, you know, obviously accomplished filmmaking, really well acted, all that, all those things. But it just, it was just boring. A lot of it was just very, very boring and dull. And and I just agree with everything that you said. So, mm. did you see Win Win, the wrestling film? With uh, did you see that? With um, about the yes, young kid. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That was a for me. That was a better yeah, film about wrestling. But um, yeah, so pretty disappointing. Yeah. But yeah, so that we'll end there anyway, um, and then we'll do one final podcast, um, closing off. And obviously, there we've got um, two days, one night. We've got the Gosling film, Lost River, Sills Maria, Sills Maria, and who knows? Can't even remember one the last more. one. Oh, Jimmy's Hall. Jimmy's Hall. Of course. Um, okay, so yeah, so we'll be back again. Bye. Bye.